0: Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. Appreciate you listening every week at this same time. Last week, we began a discussion about this mantra, instruction, whatever you want to call it. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Is that all you have to do to be saved? That's what I hear a lot of preachers saying. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior to be saved. In effect, what I'm sure they're saying is all you got to do is believe in Jesus to be saved. You don't have to obey. All you have to do is believe. We talked about that last week. And we talked about how that, well, passages like 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8, teach that you not only have to know God, believe in God, but you also have to obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you, you don't, it's not enough just to have faith, you have to obey. We talked about Romans 10, 13 and 14, how that you have to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved, verse 13, but that comes after one believes. Verse 14, so clearly you got to do more than have faith. you got to do more than believe because you have to call upon God after you believe. What, what does it mean to call upon the name of the Lord? Well, Acts twenty two sixteen 16 helps us to see that. Saul of Tarsus, after he had believed in Jesus on the road to Damascus, many everybody agrees he believed then. Many say, therefore, he was saved. He was told at least three days later in Acts 22, 16, arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So his sins weren't washed away by the blood of Christ when he believed. His sins were washed away by the blood of Christ, Revelation 1-5, when he was baptized at least three days later. So just accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you mean by that believing in Christ, if that's all you do, that's not enough. Another passage that teaches salvation from sin does not come at the point of faith is Romans 10, 9, and 10. Here's how that reads. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So confession with the mouth is proven as being necessary to salvation by this passage. And you can't confess Christ honestly if you don't believe first. So obviously you're not saved at the point of faith. It's not by faith only, by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior only. Because you have to confess it, according to this passage, and that comes after faith. If you have a Bible question or comment, you want to get on the air, the lines are wide open. Give us a call at 877-655-6755. Again, the number to call is 877-655-6755 if you have a Bible question or comment. Now, we mentioned Saul of Tarsus believing on the road to Damascus, yet, his sins aren't washed away until he's baptized in Acts twenty two sixteen. So again, clearly salvation does not come at the point of faith. In the case of Saul, it came at least three days later when he obeyed, when he was baptized. And any passage, therefore, that teaches water baptism is essential to salvation would necessarily imply we're not saved at the point of faith before water baptism. That should go without saying. We're not saved at the point of faith because a person has to believe and then be baptized. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So if we want to substitute in accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior for belief here, then Jesus would be saying, he that accepts Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and is baptized shall be saved. It takes more than just accepting Christ, if you mean by that, believing in Christ. You also have to obey Christ. You also have to be baptized. Mark sixteen sixteen. Also, John 3, verse 5. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I'm pretty sure that Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4 proves that this verse is talking about water baptism. Romans 6, 3 and 4 says your new life as a Christian, as a new creature, begins at baptism. And so born of water in John 3, 5 would refer to water baptism. That's when your new life starts. You've got to be born of water and of the Spirit. You've got to be baptized in water according to the teaching of the Spirit to enter into the kingdom of God to be saved. Pretty clear, huh? I think we'll take this call then. Robert from Dayton, Ohio. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Um, yes, you're talking about baptism to be necessary to be saved. The thief on the cross was never baptized. Correct? Well, that's true. And neither was all he did Adam. Was believe. Yeah, and yeah, and neither was Adam or Moses or Abraham or Joshua. Okay. Or, why were those folks not baptized? That the opportunity never presented itself. Well, so but because you'll never you read the Old Testament all the way through Genesis to Malachi, you'll never read about water baptism. Those people who lived under the Old Covenant law didn't have to be baptized because the Old Testament law didn't require baptism. And the thief Correct. lived and was forgiven under this Old Testament law. The great commission where Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. G- Jesus gave that commission a number of days after the thief was already dead. And it Nobody had to be baptized in water until the New Testament law went into effect until in Acts chapter 2. So the thief on the cross didn't have to be baptized for the same reason that Moses didn't have to be baptized. It wasn't required of him. This is strictly a New Testament ordinance. Let me help you to see that, Robert. I'm going to read Hebrews 9, verses 15 through 17. It says, For this cause he, talking about Christ, is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. You know, my parents wrote out their will in the 1970s, leaving everything to us four boys. But we didn't get any of that inheritance until after the last of my parents died in 2010, my mother. And that's the point of this passage. Jesus's new covenant that requires water baptism didn't come into effect until after the death of the testator, after the death of Christ. So that, that's why the thief on the cross didn't have to be baptized; it wasn't required for people back then. Does that make sense, Robert? Christ was cra- Christ was baptized by John the Baptist. That's right. right? To fu- that's right. To fulfill okay, all right. And righteousness. so was all of his disciples. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. But the th- so but the thief on the cross they were did required not have to. to okay, so you're saying he lived under the old covenant, so it didn't matter that he wasn't baptized. The thief on the cross lived under the old covenant, not the new covenant, so it didn't matter that he was not baptized. that's right, yep okay, I mean that's right. what hebrews 9, fifteen through seventeen says thank you, Robert. So another passage that clearly teaches you got to be baptized to be saved, Acts 2.38. What What did Jesus say in Acts 2.38? No, excuse me, what did Peter say in Acts 2.38? Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. That's the critical part of that verse in relation to what we're talking about now. Now, he's talking to believers here. They had already, in effect, accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They'd already believed in Christ, but Peter's telling them, You're not saved yet just because you believe in Christ. You've got to repent of your sins and be baptized to get the remission of your sins. How much clearer could it be that you've got to be baptized to be forgiven of your sins? It says repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. I mean, if if God wanted to make baptism necessary to salvation from sin, what could he have said to make it so if if this doesn't say it? I can't figure that out. We've already mentioned Acts 22, 16. Saul, who later became known as the Apostle Paul, was told to arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Hmm. Sounds like to me he wasn't saved when he, quote, accepted Christ as your personal Savior, when he believed in Christ on the road to Damascus. No, the blood of Christ didn't wash away his sins until he was baptized at least three days later. We've already mentioned that. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. 877 If you have a Bible question or comment, we'd love to hear from you. How about Galatians 3, 26 and 27? It says, For you're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For, remember that word, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So 26 is saying you're a child of God by faith. Verse 27 begins with the word for, meaning to introduce the reason. In other words, the reason you are a child of God by faith, God talking to the Galatians, is because you've been baptized into Christ. The way you became a child of God by faith is by being baptized into Christ. So you're not a child of God by faith until you've been baptized into Christ, and you're not in Christ until you've been baptized. It says you're baptized into Christ, which means if you haven't been baptized, you're not in Christ. Are you saved at the point of faith? All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. No, these passages are saying you got to. These passages are saying you got to be baptized in addition to that. How about 1 Peter three twenty one, which says, "Baptism doth also now save us." Do you really think God would say baptism saves us if you don't have to be baptized to be saved? That would be totally confusing. This is not saying that baptism is the earning basis for our salvation. No, the death of Christ is what earns our salvation. That's the grounds. When it says baptism saves you, it's just saying baptism is like belief. You're not, the belief is not the earning basis for your salvation. No, the death of Christ is. Belief and baptism are like what Jesus said in Mark sixteen, 16. They're just conditions you have to meet in order to be saved by the death of Christ. Again, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Pat from Texas, go ahead with the Bible question or comment, please. Maybe I missed that call. My fault. My bad. Likewise, any passage that teaches obedience is essential to salvation would prove we're not saved by faith only. That's what people are saying when they say all you got to do to be saved is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. What they usually mean by that is all you have to do to be saved is believe in Christ. But how would that work with Hebrews 5 verse 9? It says, in being made perfect, he, talking about Jesus, Became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Now, it is a fact from this passage that you have to obey Jesus in order to receive eternal salvation. Jesus is the author or the source of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. So if you don't obey him, you're not going to receive eternal salvation. So if all you do is believe in Christ, but you don't obey Christ, you're not going to receive eternal salvation. Now, and that doesn't make us the source of our eternal salvation. Some people say, well, if you got to be baptized to be saved, that means you're saving yourself. No. These people, according to Hebrews 5, 9, you had to obey Christ to be saved, but that didn't mean they're the source of their own salvation. They still had to obey. I mean, Jesus is still the source of our eternal salvation. So you're not saved by faith only. You're not saved at the point of faith. You have to obey Christ to receive eternal salvation. Hebrews 5, verse 9. And what about Matthew 7, 21? This is Jesus speaking here. He says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Who's going to heaven according to that verse? Those that do the will of the Father. What about those who believe but don't do the will of the Father? What about those who accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, but they don't do the will of the Father? They're not going to be saved according to this. So there's more to it than just accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. There's more to it than just believing in Christ. No, as the hymn says that we all sing, you have to trust and obey. How about 1 Peter 1, verse 22? The beginning of that verse says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. So we purify our souls in obeying the truth. Now Acts 15, 9 says our hearts are purified by faith. So no doubt you have to have faith in order to be purified from your sins. But First Peter 1 is saying to be purified from your sins, you have to obey the truth. It takes more than just faith. It also takes what faith should lead to, obey, obedience. And it's got to be obeying the truth. If you obey the false teaching, then your soul won't be purified. It doesn't matter if that teaching is done by denominational people or actual true Christians. If you obey false teaching, you won't be saved because this says you've purified your souls in obeying the truth. How about Revelation twenty two fourteen? 14? Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Now, what city is that talking about? Obviously, heaven. In the Garden of Eden, we have the tree of life. Those that Adam and Eve, if they partook of the tree of life, they were going to live physically forever. In heaven, we'll have access to a tree of life. If we partake of that, there, we're going to live spiritually forever. But who has the right to go there, according to Revelation twenty two fourteen, Well, the text says, they that do his commandments, which means if you don't do his commandments, you won't go to heaven. How can you make it any clearer than that? It takes more than just faith. It takes more than just accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You also have to obey Christ as your personal Savior. William from Colorado, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
1: Hey, how you doing, Pat? Uh, when a soldier receives a medal for bravery, the medal does not make him brave.
0: That's it's, exactly right. I believe exactly. that's the same with same with baptism. Well, do you have a verse in the Bible that says that the baptism is like the medal? That it's you no. know that that it's, No, no, no not you're a, not going to find it. Yeah, I know, because that, we can make an illustration about anything, but illustrations never prove. They only illustrate. So the medal, you're right, the medal doesn't make him brave. He's already made brave, and he gets a medal for bravery. But when Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, that proves conclusively you got to believe and be baptized to be saved. <laughs> Pat, go yeah, ahead with the Bible question was, or comment, was, please.
1: Hey, so, uh, yeah, like I was saying, I, I wonder... Um, if someone believes but they're not scheduled to get baptized until like three or four weeks later uh, after they come with that belief. Uh, But if Christ comes back before then, are they saved?
0: And they had not been baptized? And they have not been baptized. So just you try to answer that question from this verse, Pat. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you. Just going by that verse, are they going to be saved if they're not baptized? So you telling me that you know one won't be saved if they
1: believe but are not yet baptized because they're not scheduled to get baptized? Because most churches don't
0: baptize on the same day. That evidently, evidently, you. I mean, you said you were telling me, and all I did was quote a verse. So evidently, you can see what Mark sixteen sixteen says. You got to. Be, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. It didn't say he that believeth is saved and can get baptized later. Now, I want to give you an example, Pat, for you to consider. In Acts sixteen, are you familiar with the conversion of the Philippian jailer? Yeah.
1: must I do? Okay. Be so, saved.
0: so they're, they're, they're after midnight. There's an earthquake, and the jailer. This is after midnight. The jailer believes in Christ. And it says that Paul Paul and Silas, it says he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all, his straight way. So after midnight, he believes in Christ, and they baptize him right then. And guess what? They don't have electric lights back then. They don't have a baptistry. They're going to have to go outside probably in the cold weather, in a creek or a lake or a stream, and baptize him. And it's already after midnight. Why do you think, Pat, they didn't just wait until morning, why did they wait for two or three weeks, like a lot of churches did, do today? Well, that was different circumstances. But well, now,
1: but now, I mean, most churches. I, I mean, in fact, I don't know any church that baptized if when they're offering Christ to someone. You know, after the sermon, uh, I've I have not seen a church to baptize on that same day. Yep. I'm not saying that there aren't any, but churches, you know, normally don't do that.
0: And Let me get to two, that. Let me get to that question, Pat. But you didn't answer my question. Why do you think they didn't wait till the next morning to baptize him, or two or three weeks later? Well, later. Why did they do it right then? Isn't it, Pat? Because they knew that you had to be baptized to be saved. They didn't want to take a risk on if they wait two weeks on the jailer dying, so they baptized him right then because he had to be baptized to be saved. Now, let me say this, Pat. You don't know of any churches that baptize right then, but every single church that I know of that believes the truth on Acts 2.38, and there's a lot of them, that says repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, they baptize right then. They never wait. As soon as the candidate says, I believe, I want to be a Christian, they never wait because they realize if they wait, They're taking the chance on that guy dying in a car accident while they're waiting. The two weeks they're waiting, they baptize him right then, just like the thief was baptized. The reason the thief, excuse me, the reason the jailer in Acts 16 was baptized right then is because they didn't want to wait and take a chance on him dying before he got baptized, because if that happened, he'd be lost.
1: Well, I I, I do think the church is definitely split on this, Um, and that you know baptism is an outward expression of your obedience you know that showing that you do believe in him and you know otherwise it would be works and it's not i, I don't think christianity is based on
0: works it's based on your your relationship with christ did you know you pat, that did you know pat that jesus calls faith a work in john chapter 6 about verse 26 <laughs> through 28 so if 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 the fact that we can't be saved by works proves baptism In for salvation, then that would also prove that belief, you don't have to believe
2: to be saved. Tommy
0: from Washington, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, so just a couple of things real quickly. We're actually just getting out of the car here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thank you for your call. First of all, uh, I've got a question for you about this thing about personal savior. Is is this a scriptural term? Because I've heard this a lot. That's the first thing I have. And then I have some comments to make about water baptism itself. Okay. So this is
0: not my term. This is the the other people's term, except Jesus Christ is your yeah. personal Savior. I mean, I'm using their term. What I would say is, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved Mark sixteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I was I was saying this idea that all you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior to be saved. That's false. If they mean by that, all you got to do is believe to be saved. Right. That's a false thing. So I well, don't I think necessarily see that word personal anywhere in the scriptures, but. I know what they mean by it. The problem is they're saying yeah. that's all you have to do to be saved.
2: Go ahead with your well, next other question, thing, Tommy. Yeah, so, so the next question I have is, uh, I think, well, it's actually not a question. It's a comment. Uh, it's regarding baptism itself. There's a lot of texts where it just has baptism. But I think you're inserting water into baptism. And baptism doesn't always mean water. It can mean baptism of the Holy Spirit or being born again. And I think with the, with the example of the jailer that you mentioned, uh, it doesn't say that, that that is water baptism whatsoever. Well, and it's the same yeah. with Paul, too. If Paul was baptized, and if you look at the text there, it clearly references, wa- uh, not water baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay,
0: so I'm looking at a passage, Tommy, like Matthew 3, and you're right that baptism sometimes refers to Holy Spirit baptism, okay? But Matthew three eleven says... Talking about John, he'll baptize you with water, but talking about Jesus, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost, right? So you can be baptized with the Holy Ghost by Jesus, according to that, Matthew 3.11. But guess what? In Acts 16, the jailer, in Acts 22.16, these were people that were doing the baptizing. So we know it was water baptism because humans can't baptize. Well, no, we don't,
2: actually. We don't actually know that. It's often assumed because people put – Tommy, I I just told
0: you the – response. So I told you yeah. what's the truth is. We know this is not Holy Spirit baptism because people are doing the baptizing in Acts sixteen thirty three and also Acts twenty two sixteen. Just to well, say no. To
2: this. So just real quick so, here. Hey, hang on a second. So yeah. I, I would ask you to find one verse where it says water baptism is required for salvation anywhere in the Bible. Find that one because you're inserting water before baptism. Okay. And it's very and first, clear you have to be born again, born of the Spirit, which is baptism of the Holy Spirit to be saved, not water baptism. So I just want to make that really clear, because I think you're leading people down the wrong path here. This is not Christian anymore.
0: So there are plenty of passages, but how about 1 Peter 3, 20 and 21? It talks about, in verse 20, about Noah and the eight souls being saved by water, the like figure went to even baptism, doth also now save us. So this is clearly talking about water baptism, because that's the connection between 20 and 21. Noah and the eight souls being saved by water. The like figure wherein too, even baptism thus also now save us. Clearly talk about water baptism, and it says it saves you. So there's your verse, Tommy. Kenneth from North Carolina. I've got to go off the air in a minute or two. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
1: Uh, I'm kind of listening while I'm driving, but my question is, so what about the thief on the cross? When uh, Jesus told him, he said, remember me, and Jesus told him, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, or when did you, you missed, have a
0: chance to get baptized? You missed earlier in the program that that he, I read Hebrews. Somebody asked that question. I read Hebrews 9, 15 through okay. 17. that says the New Testament that requires water baptism does not go into effect until after the death of the testator, Jesus Christ. And we know from Luke 24, 47, it says that repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. So the new covenant that requires baptism, did not go into effect until Acts chapter 2. So the thief on the cross living under the Old Testament didn't have to be baptized for the same reason that Adam, Moses, Noah, Abraham, none of them had to be baptized because they're under the Old Testament law. This is a New Testament requirement, Hebrews 9, 15 through 17. But Kenneth, I thank you for that very good question. I'm going to have to go off the air right, in okay. just a minute, okay? Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you. If you would like to have a free one-hour phone Bible study with me, Sometime it's your convenience. Give me a call or text me at 256-682-9753. Free one-hour phone Bible study, 256-682-9753. Call me or text me. Appreciate you listening tonight. Appreciate all those good calls. And be sure and listen next week at this same time.